are now listening to United 96 Podcast on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to United 96 here on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Ted is here, and there is nobody else here. No producer Brian, no John Hoffman, none of that. Uh, due to various uh, various uh, weeks of illness and other uh, items, uh, kid family illnesses and just general absences uh neither of them can make it uh so we got a game on wednesday so i am here to to hold down the fort to provide you my thoughts and analysis um i don't think this will be very long i'm starting it right now maybe 10 15 minutes because you know even my wife well as much as she loves me does not want to hear my voice as much as does not want to hear my voice this much so uh we'll, we'll, we'll we're gonna make it as quick as we can uh so you know what I, i'll say all i'll say i usually ask how our weekend's going my weekend was great more I had a smorgasbord of live soccer. It's actually gotten to a point, I think, to an overloaded level. I think a lot of people are starting to fear uh, to to feel that a bit as we enter the sort of uh, home stretch of the of the of both the uh, sort of the the not the home stretch. I guess it's more of the uh, the uh, beginnings of like like we're we're past the 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 starting point. We're now you know, and if we're in a 500 mile race, we're on lap you know. 30 or 40. We're basically right in the thick of it. Uh, for the, for obviously, for even though it feels like for the NWSL season, we're in that place as well. We're literally just two games into the season. We'll get into that uh, on our next show, which is also coming out around this time, which is if you're listening to United 96, definitely check out Kindred Spirits. I'm going to do my best to hold down the fort on that show as well. But first, we got to talk about DC United. And a very uh, interesting week for DC United. Uh, at least, I guess, it ended on a better note than it has in the past. So that's a very good thing. Uh, but the week, <laughs> the week has not been kind. Uh, has not been kind to 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 DC, I would say. And certainly, I think a lot of fans are trying to to wrestle with just kind of what this team is. Uh, let's start with a little bit of light news before we begin. Uh, some good news, I would say. Uh, the team uh, announced sort of, uh, I guess, a move they can. I guess a move they can still make. I guess you can't acquire any players, but you can still acquire assets. So they have announced they are trading uh, for a 2022 so an international roster spot this year for 100 uh, with the Portland Timbers, I believe, for 160K in 2023 GAM. So GAM next year, $160,000, which is actually, considering that, you know, GAM uh, was going for th- this cycle for $250,000, um, good on DC for recognizing a, a bargain when they needed it. Um, I don't I don't know what the talks were. I don't know what Portland's thinking. There's certainly a team that likes internationals, but good on DC to grab that allocation money, to grab that spot. Um, and sets them up for the summer, uh, where they are presumably going to go out and sign international. Uh, this also does help them as well, uh, although they've been very, very effective. If there was one one good thing or one useful thing that uh, Loudoun United, uh, other than being, of course, you know, we, we want to be respectful of the people who do follow Loudoun United and who do talk about it on the show, on our on our podcast network. Uh, but Loudoun United hasn't been very good. But I guess the one sort of uh, great thing it's been, it's been able to give DC some roster flexibility. They've been able to move players that take up an international spot up and down through the team. Uh, but this gives them a little bit of, of flexibility. Uh, they were pretty much maxed out on spots. This gives them at least another spot. So now they can carry, uh, you know, Samake as, as wingback depth. They can also carry Jafal and give him more opportunities without necessarily having to worry uh, about, you know, that spot being used up or, or the roster being full. So uh, good on them, but they also are looking at a international player, a DP. Hopefully they bring it in this summer. Um, I, I really hope it's something that happened. All right, there's the there's the news. Now let's get into, let's start with the bad. We're going to go ahead and jump right into it. We are going to talk, I am going to talk at least, 
uh, very briefly about the DC United Open Cup uh, debacle, we'll call it. Uh, DC United falling 3 nothing to the New York Red Bulls. Uh, a result that I think we all talked in the show, we kind of thought about like what type of lineup would, would Chad Ashton bring out here. And I think we were all thinking, we were all thinking about how much we care about the Open Cup. I love the Open Cup. The Open Cup is by far my favorite American soccer tournament uh, on the men's side for, cert- for certain out there. Um, it is by far one of my favorite events. Um, Wednesday, of course, I, went to, I was in Richmond uh, to see them play Charlotte FC, even though it was a... Uh, 5-1 loss. Uh, there was about a minute and a half, two minutes of like pure excitement and, and happiness uh, when the kickers tied it up. Uh, there was 4,000 fans in the stands. The place went absolutely ballistic. Uh, the parking. So so if you don't know, if you've ever been to City Stadium, like parking is almost never an issue. Never an issue. I usually get a nice parking spot. Maybe like home opener. Maybe it's a little bit, you know, I got to park in there. They have an auxiliary parking deck. Parking was full. We got there about 30 minutes before the kickoff and parking was completely full. We had to go park, find, go far enough from the stadium on the streets where they don't have the uh, the signs that say, uh, you know, no parking during stadium days. So it was absolutely full. It was absolutely an incredible experience. Uh, but Charlotte out there took the tournament very seriously. They brought out, uh, Yordi Reyna was certainly out there. I don't say I know I'm an expert in their lineup, but I looked and I saw a couple names that I at least recognized out there. Uh, Joseph Moore was also out there. Uh, if you talk to uh, to Angus, we, we we heckled him a little bit, uh, as as is fun. Uh, he did not he did not take kindly to it. I'll, I'll say that much. Uh, but DC United took the absolute opposite approach. Uh, DC United played a lot of reserves in the lineup. Only regular starters uh, were Chris Birkin and uh, Donovan Pines. That was really it. Obviously, Rafael Romo. We'll get to him in a bit. Might be maybe approaching that starting lineup. Uh, Chris Durkin, of course, also has. Uh, uh, we'll talk to him and his bad night in Miami. Uh, that that certainly cost the team at least a chance to to take the three points. Um, certainly, uh, but it was definitely a reserved lineup. Kamardi Smith was out there. Kamardi Smith against against for me appears to be uh, the biggest question mark as to why. He was exactly invited back. Um, I don't know if the team saw something there. I don't know if the team, um, if if the team, there was something about him that the team really saw. Because honestly, I don't see it. I was talking with a friend. We don't see it. We really don't know what the team was really thinking about. Um, but it was a lot of uh, it was a lot of Loudon guys. Uh, you know, uh, Lottie was the was the attacking player. You also had Jackson Hopkins, who I didn't think had a very good game. Again, nobody on that field had a very good game. Uh, but I think it does sort of speak to the fact that Jackson Hopkins, while a very talented player, uh, definitely benefits from having better talent around them. Uh, when he's out there with better talent, he makes him he looks a little bit better than I think he did out in this game. Um, of course, Drew Scundrich out there, everybody's favorite um, whipping bag again. Nobody had a good performance. I'm not really going to get into the details of this game. I'll save it for the Miami game. Uh, Rafael Romo, of course, also getting getting the start in this game. Um, I, I don't think there was much you can really say about any of the goals that were scored. This team was constantly under pressure. Uh, it was just not a good performance. Uh, I think that the bigger story about this is the fact that this was a home. If this was a road game, I think maybe... Maybe things would be a bit more muted, but this was a home game. This was a game where the team put a bid in and said, we want to host this game. You know, we want to host it. We want to be put in the draw. And they drew the Red Bulls, a rival, a Atlantic Cup rival, a team that a lot of fans, including myself, love to be. Um, and to see Chad Ashton, you know, basically throw this lineup out here and say, we've got other things to do. We're going to punt this game. 
um, was I will I will go ahead and say a little bit of an insult. Um, I think a lot of the argument, of course, that that Chad Ashton that he's given is that you know he wanted to rest players, he wanted to focus on the regular season. And we'll get into a bit the the injuries, uh, even though some of them have returned. I mean, the injury report does speak to at least three or four players uh, that probably would have played this game. Uh, Andy Nahar, obviously a starter, but you know maybe he doesn't. Maybe he opens up uh, Brad Smith. Maybe if he's playing on the left, or maybe he opens up uh, a Steve Birnbaum or takes minutes from from Brendan Hines Ike that he can play. Uh, you have Bertha and Perez and Nyman, uh, all players that probably if if everybody was if everything was good and you know they were all good and healthy would certainly be in this game. Of course, the counter argument to that is well, of course you're going to deal with injuries, and it's very clear that uh, Chad Ashton. Uh, it, to me, it, it sent a clear message about what Chad Ashton's directive is um, from from the team, and what or what at least at the very least, I don't know if the team is basically telling him what to do. Although there, I'm sure there is some consultation that goes on, um, but I think it's a pretty clear directive that you know this team wants is focused on the playoffs. They're focused on the regular season. That is their primary goal and their primary focus. And to that end, I say, okay, uh, you better make the playoffs now. Like now, now it's not it's not just a like, well, maybe we'll get some good play out of this, and maybe you know maybe we'll have something to go. But you know, a cup run, an open cup run, I think they are being incredibly short sighted because a cup run could almost be an insurance policy. Again, if you make a run to the you know semifinals, you know maybe even the final, and maybe even win the tournament, and I know that's that's still a long shot, even even though it is the easiest trophy, you know people call it the easiest trophy to win, six games and you win. I mean, if you take it seriously, there's a good chance you know other teams won't take it seriously. And I think if DC just plays a little stronger lineup, it would have been it would have been a probably better game. Uh, but this team basically has no chance. I mean, obviously, I'm not. I am an optimist and. Uh, sometimes annoyingly so to a lot of people out there. Uh, but even I see the realistic fact that this team is probably not going to win MLS Cup. Again, it's MLS. Anything can happen. They could go on an amazing run. They could sign a godlike DP. They could sign Little Messi. Anything can happen. But the fact of the matter is that right now, as this team is constructed, probably not making the playoffs. Uh, and I think keep having this team say, hey, you know what? We're going to make this cup run. It might hurt us a little bit, but we're going to make this cup run. We're going to trust that we're going to find that designated player that's going to sort of elevate us. And at the end of the day, it's, you know, five or six more matches. Uh, Chad Ashton made his choice. Uh, you know, he wanted to rest guys. He wanted to keep guys from injury. And, you know, he, he did bring up, and I, I kind of thought of that. This is probably what he's going to bring up. Uh, Aaron Long uh, for the New York Red Bulls picked up an injury very early on in the game, had to come off. I don't know the status of him yet. Um, I, I, I did not check what happened to him, uh, but I think that's a risk he did not want to take. And maybe we would be singing a different tune. Uh, again, I disagree with the decision. I absolutely disagree. I can see the reasoning behind it. I don't agree with the reasoning uh, for what Chad Ashton did. All right, moving on. I think we're going to switch gears and we're going to talk uh, DC United versus Inner Miami, which took place Saturday. Uh, a game that I think a lot of fans, because of what happened with the Open Cup, um, said, okay, now you got to go out and win this. And uh, there have been a lot. I've, I've, I saw one fan in particular. Uh, he knows who he is if he ever listens to the show. He probably doesn't because um, he's that type of guy. But uh, but he was saying, you know, this. okay, this needs to be a win. And I think he was certainly prepared if they didn't win, uh, and they did not win this game. But let's let's talk about it. I'm I'm not as I'm not as overly I'm not as overly negative. I I don't I don't buy into the 
the absolutists. I'm disappointed that they didn't win because they certainly could have won that game. They had opportunities uh, to win that game, and, and I think there was there was if if they were a little bit tighter defensively, they certainly had the opportunity. And they have a, a designated player that's going, you know, that's flying around. Uh, but again, sometimes in a game. You have to look at, you know, it could have been a lot worse. And sometimes on the road, it's on the road. Sometimes the draw is okay, and sometimes it's okay to, to get by. But let's get into it. Let's start with uh, – we're going to continue with bad before we get to the good. I mentioned a little bit of the good. We're going to start with the bad. Uh, another another slow start uh, for this team defensively. Uh, again, defensive issues really are plaguing this team. Um, it's it's not even a bad structure. Like I, I watch them play, and I'm like, they're not getting overrun. It's not like in games you're in any of the games really they've played, other than obviously the the, the Open Cup game, entirely different scenario. But a lot of their regular season games, they're not getting played off the field. They are just it's it's key moments. It's it's a lack of focus. It's a lack of concentration. It's an inability. It's almost timidness. I feel to actually like step up, make the tackle. You know, maybe you give up the penalty, but you know, you probably more than likely will get it. Will, will save the decision. Um, I don't know how. I, what I want this team. What what I feel like is some of this team's issues, and I don't know what it is. Is there's not there's not one person out there who's like gonna like be that sort of defensive leader i think this team really lacks kind of some defensive leadership out there whether it's from heinzeich from birnbaum from pines from bill hamid uh, i'm not really sure what it is but nobody is out there uh, and i'm not really even maybe i need to see it from bill hamid but i'm not even really seeing it from bill hamid you know he used to get on players cases he used to say hey you need to go get that what are you doing he would make the save and then he'd go get that um i think like personally he himself is dealing with a lot of sort of um just some just some bad defensive mistakes. He gives up another near post goal. I don't think that goal is entirely his fault. The defense is way, way too static. Uh, there's not anyone attacking the ball or wanting to go after the ball. Uh, but he gives up that uh, uh, a goal sort of right in front of goal, near post. Uh, another trickler, similar very much to the goal he gave up against Austin. Uh, and this is a massive, massive problem for this team right now that they have to figure out. Uh, because there's no reinforcements coming that direction. Uh, that, that defense is maxed out. So somebody there needs to step up, uh, whether it's Brendan hines Ike, whether it's Birnbaum, uh, whether it's Donovan Pines. I'll say Donovan Pines, I think, I don't know if the defense just hasn't been as, I guess, as tight as it was sort of during certain stretches that it's noticeable. Uh, I think he's been solid defensively. Uh, but, I mean, the, the players around them around him are starting to show their age. I think Birnbaum especially, Hamid especially too, um, is really starting to, it's really painfully obvious. I think he's lost a step. Uh, and I think I think the clock is now officially, in my mind, has officially started. I think Bill Hamid will still get starts, but don't be surprised if this sort of stuff continues, if this team starts to kind of, you know, fall away, that maybe the team looks and says, okay, you know, we, we brought in Rafael Romo, let's give him a full run. We're going to give him a couple games to get set, to get solid, to show that he can be, uh, to be a a goalkeeper. And it's and Bill Hamid has been, I mean, for Sands a stretch, and it's really sad for me to see because, you know, Sands a stretch in in you know from 2018, uh, and in late 2017, 
Bill Hamid has been the has been the DC United's goalkeeper. He's been their number one, and he has done some incredible things to keep this team in games. Uh, but for whatever reason, it's really not working right now, and it's it's very uh, uh, it's very sad to see. And again, uh, the other issue with this team defensively: set piece goals. Set piece goals continue to plague this team. Uh, this was an incident where you have both Donovan. I, I talked a little bit of praises to Donovan Pines, uh, but Donovan Pines and Michael Estrada, I believe it was Michael Estrada, are both on the the header. Uh, from I think it's uh, uh, can't remember who scored the goal, uh, but both on for that header and literally uh, both of them somehow miss it. And a player who's at least a few inches uh, shorter than both of them, or at least around the same size, uh, somehow somehow gets it. it. Was uh, it was it was low? It was Darren Low, I believe. Uh, so that's not good. <laughs> That's that's that is absolutely uh, absolutely not good. Sorry, Damian Lowe, I should say, Damian Lowe, uh, absolutely not good for this team. And so this team finds themselves two new, two nothing down. Okay, uh, it's about fifteen minutes of awfulness. Now we get into finally, finally some good, and then probably some bad bad to uh, to finish it off. Uh, Taxi Arches Funtas. I really don't know what else to say about this guy. He it it, it is now more evident than ever that. I, I I still want to be – I feel like I've been hurt before, but we're five games in. He has five goals. Uh, I'll talk a little bit. I thought his second-half performance was, was – um was I thought more impressive uh, the way he sort of you know is able to sort of impose himself on the game, uh, but taxi taxi funtas uh, a really just slick finish. Um, I don't think there's anything else you can say about that. I, I think everybody in the stadium was expecting him to hit it for power. Uh, he hits it for placement and just almost passes it into the back of the net um, off sort of the, the hop uh, skip Michael Estrada picking up the picking up the assist. Um, I don't know if that was to intentional or there was something some thought behind that maybe to throw off some of the defenders uh but the ball is played from from simone jafal uh who for right now from my mind uh is is maybe his his first letter is now drawn in pen um with a d uh and and then i can erase quickly everything else and write in dirt and write in durkin if i get the chance but jafal uh, has been continually impressive uh plays a really excellent long ball over the top uh julian gressel gets onto it uh, plays a nice ball. Uh, Estrada with a little back heel flick. Um, and it falls right to Funtas, who passes it in the back of the net. It's 2-1 heading into halftime. I thought an incredibly crucial goal. Incredibly crucial goal for this team. Uh, because it gave the team um, a boost. It gave the team, like, it, it, the, the lead suddenly feels less daunting, especially when you're on the road. Uh, and you feel like you can certainly, um, and, you can, and you can potentially uh, come back in this game. Um, obviously... Uh, Estrada does get the assist. Ola Kamara comes in. Uh, we do have a listener question regarding to that. And I'll, you know what? Let's jump right into it. Uh, this is from Brendan Cartwright, who is a, a huge fan of the show. Uh, he says, uh, the team seems more dynamic with Kamara on the field. Uh, but is he better? But is but is it better having him and his insane goals per ninety rate as an impact stub? Estrada has combined for two goals with Taxi, but still seems like he really hasn't found his footing. My only argument to that, I, I really think... I think Kamara has been the better forward. Uh, he's certainly the more dynamic forward. I think he brings he has a skill set that I don't think Estrada we've seen from Estrada yet, and that's just an ability to sort of be in the right place uh, at the right time. And I think he has basically in my I think right now Ashton is definitely swapping them out, you know, between starts. Uh, I think he's trying to figure out who the number nine is going to be. Uh, Kamara in my mind is still that number nine. Uh, again, I don't see a lot of. 
I don't see a lot of the smartness of runs. It's it's really telling when a player can kind of see the game quicker uh, than you can. And Kamara certainly has that. Kamara consistently finds himself in good spots. He doesn't bury all of them all the time. And, you know, I hate to break it to to some fans, but you're very rarely going to find – you're very, very rarely going to find players uh, who have that ability to just nail it in uh, game after game. Uh, the, even good attackers are going to miss are going to miss some attackers. Only sort of your world star, world class attackers are going to hit him every time. And even then, they still miss them. They still do miss them. Um, but he's still got a, a great strike rate. A great he gets himself in those good enough positions that all he has to do is be pretty good, and he can put the ball in the back of the net. I think he's here uh, for the foreseeable future. I think he's here for the rest of the season. We'll see what happens with their contract year. Do they maybe then go look at a third DP? I think it's going to depend on who that summer designated player is and who they bring in. If they bring in a striker, uh, then Kamara, I think, is definitely gone. If they bring in another attacker uh, or they want to look elsewhere, I think it's. I think a lot of that's going to depend a lot of that's going to depend on, on who they bring in sort of as this third designated player that we're all talking about. Um, Brendan Carver also wants to ask, with Durkin and Nyman out, what is the chance of Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Gurea get, getting his MLS debut? Uh, I would say probably not. Um, I think Nyman is pretty close to coming back, so he might be back sooner than later. Uh, maybe J- uh, Jeremy Gurea sits some time with the bench. I think Drew Skundrich is still very much in that position uh, just based on his experience and what he brings. I think we'll see Jafal and Canals pair again uh, against New York on Wednesday. Uh, then maybe Durkin's back for, for Saturday, um, and maybe you see a swap out there. Uh, but I, th- I think for right now, I- I'm not sure we'll see Jeremy Gray up just yet. Um, but back to the game. Again, taxi to the rescue, five goals, uh, five games. He has two assists right now. Uh, I thought his second goal – Obviously, in my opinion, was more impressive. Um, I think it shows it shows an ability for him to, you know, really just be that creative force and bring that game to to the team. And I think for right now, it's working. I think it could potentially work maybe a little bit longer than people think. I think there are going to be games he's going to be off. There's going to be games he's going to be off. I, I think he got that uh, that goodwill uh, turtle saving energy. Uh, great, great video, by the way. I don't know if this guy's like this guy. Is this guy just genuine like this, or does he like know what he's doing? Is he just like knowing like this is going to be good content and people are going to love it? And be, and of course we're right. Um, what a wholesome like character we have. Remember like everybody was. I just remember everybody being worried about his character. Everybody worried about everything else. As far as I can tell, you know maybe that changes, but I think everything, uh, all that looks looks to be uh, looks to be pretty much well set in stone. Um, and then let's get to some more bad. Uh, Chris Durkin. Uh, picks up a red card, two yellows coming on as a sub in this game. Uh, not a good look for him. Um, I think it was potentially, I, I am pretty sure it was two fouls, two yellows. Uh, I thought potentially, oh yeah, he got them. No, he didn't. I was trying to look. Yeah, he got them, I'm pretty sure, within uh, yeah within basically 20 minutes of each other. Uh, not a good look for him, uh, particularly when he has played, started to play well, and then has apparently started to struggle a little bit. Uh, obviously... Obviously, um, I don't think you give up on him just yet, uh, but I think it is it is worth concerning, and it is a little bit concerning, and especially when you see a guy like Simone Jafal come in and play incredibly well, and he has been incredibly well. Uh, Jackson Hopkins comes in, of course, for Edison Flores. I thought he put in a good shift. Uh, Edison Flores, again, appears to be—I almost forgot to mention him. Uh, appears—it's just— 
it, it, it's the same story with him. There's nothing new. Nothing new I can say about it. Um, I'm not sure what, what, you know, what, uh, what Ashton's thinking. Is it, I need to have this guy out here. You know, I need to, maybe it is, let's just give him a full run. You know, right now we're winning, you know, we're able to, or we're not, we're not, we've won we've won some games. We started to play some better soccer. We've played ourselves sort of back into the playoff picture. We've gotten ourselves out of the basement. Uh, we have a game in, you have a game in hand, sometimes two games in hands on some of the other teams. You know, we're sitting here in eighth place. You know, why mess with a good game? Let's, let's keep it rolling out. I think maybe we'll see him. Um, I don't know if we'll see him against New York, but we might see him uh, in the game on Saturday. Um, I think about wraps it up. You know, again, uh, Taxi Funtas continues to be a revelation out there. It is It is absolutely, I see a lot of people talking about how uh, did DC maybe overpay trying to bring him in early? And I think it's been painfully obvious that they needed someone like him to come in and sort of make a difference. I think he has elevated this team. He's given a direction to the attack. Uh, if this team can somehow figure out a way to sort of raise that defensive game, or maybe Rafael Romo becomes, uh, you know, becomes that starter and becomes, does the types of things that Bill Hamid did that kept this team into the game. Uh, one more note before we leave. Uh, one more note before we leave. Just, just wanted to say uh, that... Uh, honestly, my, uh, I want to say like my thoughts go out to, uh, 202 unique, uh, to all the DC fans that unfortunately suffered, uh, a, uh, what I can describe as, as an attack, uh, from people who decide that this game is worth expressing violence towards away fans. Um, I, I, I have a, I had a moment today, I think, at the D.C. game in Omaha where two guys actually drove up from Omaha, and I went and said hi to them. And to me, that the, the camaraderie that we exist as American soccer fans uh, is something I've always loved. I have, I have loved my time, um, you know, doing Around the League and a lot of the other shows, you know, getting to meet all these people that care about the game and are as nerdy about the game. And, and that's something that I, I love to find. Uh, and I love to find, I love to see things like that. I love to see the, the scenes we had uh, with with Charlotte fans where it was mostly peaceful. You know, we, we hold no ill will. Uh, you know, we all talk about, joke about the Henny Derby, uh, but we went and tailgated with the Madison fans the first season they came down. We literally just opened up our tailgate. And that's what the sport's all about. We, we're all here to, you know, joke, you know, on the other team. We're all here to, to rub each other's shoulders and, you know, to to kind of jab, you know, jab ourselves with elbows and, and, you know, rub elbows and be like, Hey man, Hey, your team's terrible. Uh, but in the moment it resorts to, to acts of, of destruction and violence is, is never okay. Uh, it's, it's a kid's game, uh, that we all love and we all enjoy to watch and we need to learn to keep it that way. So, um, looks like they all, I think they all got home safe. Um, I hope, I hope that there are like repercussions that come from somewhere, whether it's inner Miami, inner Miami fans, the there's, I know there's an, there's a supporters council. Um, so I'm hopeful there is something, um, but these things obviously do need to change. And I guess with that, that's going to wrap it up guys. Wow. I went 26 minutes, 26 minutes talking DC United. Don't don't worry guys. Don't worry. My wife, I'm sure is relieved to not have me uh, around the house spouting my mouth on about soccer. So this is why I have you all have you all who are willing to listen guys. I promise we'll be back full, full force uh, next week. Uh, live show. Um, I'm going to have a new location out in Lynchburg that I'm going to have to get situated again. So uh, doing that thing for the, for this summer, for, for another summer. 
Uh, so bear with us. Bear with us this summer. We're we're gonna we're still gonna try to bring you guys the content that you love. Uh, and we definitely don't want to forget you guys. Uh, definitely check us out. Twitch.tv slash RFPRFGs. We'll be back with a live show Friday. Uh, definitely also check out check out Kindred Spirits. Uh, go to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash RFPRFGs. RFPRFGs.com slash merch if you want to purchase merch. All good stuff. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll catch you guys next week. Vamos.